that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. It's always a lamp unto our feet. It's always a light unto our path. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so I thank you today for using me to communicate the oracles of your word to your people. I thank you for clarity of thought and that everything that is said and done would not just bring glory to you, but Father, it will cause the marriages in this room and those who are watching to bring glory to you as well. And so I thank you in advance that our minds are open and our hearts are clear and we're ready to receive the incorruptible word that is able to save and deliver our souls. Thank you in advance for signs, miracles, and uh, signs, miracles, and wonders following the word as I teach it in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Last Sunday, we started a new series entitled Unfiltered. Everybody say unfiltered. So if you're visiting us physically or if you are viewing with us for the first time today digitally, the whole month, everybody say the whole month, the whole month of September, we're separating our congregation so that I can properly minister to each group. So the service that you are watching right now and viewing right now or physically in right now is designed to minister to married people. Now, let me say this. If you are separated from your spouse, you are still married and should govern yourself accordingly. Say amen to that. So the service you're in is for that reason. And so if for whatever reason you're single and you're here and you didn't know about this service, uh, do me a favor, maintain yourself here. If you're viewing us and you're single and you want to learn more about marriage, you're free to watch. But I want to encourage you after this service is over to go back on and log on to the 11 o'clock service because that message is going to be designed just for you. Say amen to that. Now, the reason I've entitled the series Unfiltered is because the topics that are on my heart to share, sometimes I may have to communicate these topics without a filter. In other words, uh, there are going to be times that I say things in a concentrated manner. And typically when this happens, it's Elder Eben that's communicating those strong things. In other words, you know... Uh, how many have had some liquor before? Liquor, liquor, raise your hand, liquor, okay, all right. If you've been, if you're watching me and you've had liquor before, just put in the comment section what kind, okay? <laughs> no, don't do that. Just say, uh, I've had some, Pastor, I've had some. And see, most people who drink the strong stuff, like liquor, they typically dilute it with another alcoholic drink. I mean, uh, another drink like, you know, like tonic. You know, you have gin and tonic or you might have rum and coke. You know, you mix it. But see, real drinkers, they throw that liquor down straight. 
And they do that, watch this, without diluting it at all. And here's the thing. It burns their throat when it's going down, but the desired effect actually have an impact. That's what Elder Evans going to do. I'm going to have that concentrated impact. So don't worry about it because, see, Elder Evans is going to challenge you and love you and push you and provoke you to do and think differently. So, you know, if, if I say something that's on the edge, be okay with it because I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just trying to push you in a good direction. Say amen to that. And if, if Elder Evan just happens to cut you, Pastor Evan will come behind him and stitch you up. Say amen to that. Now, last week I laid some foundational rules for all the couples to abide by, but because of time, I don't want to use that to go back over the rules. So you can go back and watch us from last week, and it has the rules. And so this week, I want to I wanna do something different. Let me give you today's topic. Uh, and if you have your notes online, you can actually pull them up. If you have notes, if you don't have your notes here today, raise your hand and our ushers will give you some notes as well. And so if you're taking notes, the message title is communication plus agreement equals unity. Communication plus agreement equals unity. Everybody say communication plus unity. No, communication plus agreement equals unity so uh they're gonna play a video right now because this video it's it's one of my favorite pun videos and it kind of correlates with the message so if you all would in the back just roll the video for me i said to my son your mom gave me an ultimatum she said it's either her or my addiction is sweet he said how is your diabetes anyway i said no dummy their decision was a piece of cake did you get that? How many have ever had to give an ultimatum? Ultimatums really don't work. They may threaten, but they don't work. And so let's jump into the lesson because I want to show you today that communication plus agreement equals unity. And unity is a place that if you can find that place in your relationship... You're talking about the blessings of God will not only flow, but I'm going to show you the process of how to get to unity because if you don't communicate, you cannot agree. And if you can't agree, you will not be in unity. So point number one, if you're taking notes, is unity should always be the goal. Unity should always be the goal. I believe the most effective thing that a husband and wife can do is to grow and maintain a healthy relationship by walking in unity. Amos 3.3 says this. They're going to put it on the screen. Can two people walk together unless they are agreed? The New Living Translation of that verse says, Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? The message translation says, do two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going to the same place? And then the Amplified says this, do two people walk together except they make an appointment and have agreed? Agreed means to agree on a stated time to make an appointment or to meet and assemble together. And it is critical, say critical, 
It is critical that married couples make an appointment, set aside some time, and sit down and discuss important matters. Why? Because agreement has to take place so that you can stay in unity. Because I'm going to show you next that all the enemy wants to do is do what he did to Adam and Eve. And that is, watch this now, divide and conquer. In Psalm 133, it tells us how powerful unity is. It says, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren, say brethren, brethren to dwell together in unity. Now, this is, I'm just going to throw this out there for free. See, this will help you respect your spouse. Because before they were your spouse, they, they have, watch this, they were your brother or sister in Christ. And even before they were your brother and sister in Christ, they were still God's or God's son or his daughter. So before you get ready to try to cuss them out, and I know nobody here cusses. I'm just talking to the people online right now. Just remember that they are God's son or daughter. The New Living Translation of Psalm 133.1 says this, How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers or brethren live together in harmony what's interesting about this word unity in this verse is listen this word unity as an english word only appears in the bible one time you say pastor what's so big about that think about this the value of something is raised when it's fewer of that thing you know how they make some cars that are exotic and may say one of one and that's it you know the price of that car is going to be high? If there was only one diamond in the world, do you know that the price of that diamond would be extremely high? Why? Because it's rare. It's not a lot of them. And I believe when God only uses one word one time as an English word, he's trying to get us to see that this word used in this verse is very important. And in Psalm it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So that word unity can only be found one time in the Old Testament. But watch this though. It's actually used, the Hebrew word for that word unity is the word gam, G-A-M. Do you know that it's actually used 768 other times? But it's not as the word unity, it's other words. So you won't believe though when the first time this word is used in the Bible. Guess when it's used for the first time? In the book of Genesis which is the first book of the Bible. So what I want to do is go back to Genesis so we can understand how unity works and how agreement works. So let's look at that. It says now in Genesis 2.15, and I'm only reading this for right here for context, and then we're going to jump into what I'm trying to get you to see because it's very powerful. It says, And the Lord God took the man, gave him a job, put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of that tree. For in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. Verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone, and I will make him help me. So now we're going to jump down to Genesis chapter 3. Look in verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent said to who? The woman. Has God said, notice now when the devil talks, typically it's in questions. He said, 
Has God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it lest you die. Now let me ask you a question. Is that what God said to Adam? No. What did he say to Adam? He says, if you eat of the tree, you're going to surely, he said that that day you're going to surely die. So Eve is communicating with now the serpent and she says to him, hey, God said we can't touch it or eat it lest we die. So somewhere between Adam or God communicating that to Adam and Adam communicating it to Eve, somewhere communication has already changed. Do you all see that? Okay. So then it says, verse 5, the serpent said to the woman, you won't die. Everybody say, that's a lie. For God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened. You will be like God's, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, here comes our word unity, she took of the fruit thereof, she did eat it, and she gave also, that word also is the same word unity in Psalm that we read. So this is what that, that verse should read. And she gave also in unity with her husband who was with her and he ate and both of their eyes were open and they both were naked. In other words, here it was, the serpent was talking to the woman. She decided to eat the fruit and watch this. Adam ate the fruit in unity with her, which means that they were in agreement to what happened. Now, the dictionary defines the word unity as the state of being one, one mind, one in feelings. And watch this unity, which means the absence of diversity. And see, unity caused both of them to fall. See, here's what I believe. God gave the commandment to Adam. He says, don't eat the fruit lest you die. I'm not sure. Since Eve wasn't around, he didn't give her the commandment. This is just my theory now. I rarely do this, but I'm going to show you something. Why, when she ate it, nothing happened yet? It said when he ate it, both of their eyes were open. I believe he was accountable to God with what God told him to do. Say amen to that. So here it was, they both now fell because they were both in agreement with what they did. Not realizing, watch this, that when they got in agreement or in unity to do what they did, watch this, they got out of unity with God. So once you and I, as a married couple, when you get out of agreement with your spouse, you have now decided to get in agreement with somebody or something else. And here, this story highlights what happens when couples decide together to get out of agreement with God. And see, there's a New Testament story that's a negative story, but what's powerful about the story is that this couple decided to get in agreement together. I'm going to read it. This is Acts chapter 5. This is in the New Living Translation. This is a man named Ananias and Sapphira. I want you to not just listen to what happened. I want you to see the power that unity had. It says, but there was a certain man named Ananias 
who with his wife Sapphira, they sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming that it was the full amount. Now, let me just give you context, because what was happening is it was a giving time. And so they were trying to help poor people and all that kind of thing. So people were going by uh, uh, who had property or items. They would go and get the items, sell the items and bring all the money of those items to the apostles. And so that's what it says that they had some property. They sold the property. And so then it says in verse three. Well, verse 2, he brought part of the money, say part of the money, to the apostles, but he claimed that it was all of the money with his wife's consent. So now she's in agreement with him. He kept the rest of it. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. He said the property was yours to sell or not. As you wished, and after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do such a thing like this? You weren't lying to God or us. I mean, you weren't lying to us. You were lying to God. And as soon as Ananias heard these words, what happened? He fell on the floor just like this. Now, I'm doing that because I want you, when you and your wife start getting out of agreement, I want you to remember me on the floor just like this. In fact, whoever is the one getting out of agreement, just get on the ground and do this right here. So, it says, he fell to the floor and he died. Everyone who heard it was terrified, I would assume. Then some of the young men got him up, wrapped him in a sheet. He didn't even get a casket and took him out and buried him. Oh my God, he didn't even get a funeral. No repass. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. See, now, I believe if cell phones existed back then, somebody somebody would have called Sapphire, girl, we was at midday prayer, and Ananias, he he lied about some money, girl, don't come to church. (laughs) But three hours later, she came not knowing what happened. Peter asked her, was this the price you and your husband received for the land? She was in agreement. She said, yes, that was the price. Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are outside the door and they're going to carry you out. And instantly, what happened? She fell to the floor. What happened to her? It was a lady. So I had to I had to let her down gently. <laughs> they probably was catching. You know, the catchers at church probably caught her anyway. <laughs> let me tell you something. Once you get out of agreement with God, your spouse, or both, you are getting into agreement with something or somebody else. This is called division or split vision or a double vision or division and as a couple you should never ever make decisions that will bring division to you as a couple or divide listen divide you from God's word of his prince or his principles Ecclesiastes chapter 4 watch what it says it says again if two lie together they have heat Verse 12, and if one prevails against him, 
two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. So I have a demonstration here. The, uh, I got a couple uh, here and then I have uh, a rope. So what I want to do is I want to demonstrate what a threefold cord looks like. Because many times as couples, we're making decisions or we get out of agreement with each other, but we don't have, y'all can just, just uh, get, get hold one end of it, all right? And uh, let's see here, who's stronger, you or him? All right, it don't matter. Come on on this end. You come on this end, and you're going to be God. You're going to be on the tail end of the rope. All right, so this is uh, this husband and wife, and uh, I married y'all, didn't I? All right, praise the Lord. Yeah, so y'all going to hold on to, we're going to play tug of war. I know you got your little heels on, Deidre, but uh, hang on, girl. Okay, so no, no, so you're going to get on this end. You're going to hold the rope because y'all going to try to, y'all, y'all got to outpull him. So scoot up some so y'all can have some room now. Separate a little bit. Let's just put a more room. There you go. Are y'all on the right side? Because if you're right-handed, it might feel better on this side. You good? You good? Okay, so he is God. God has on pink today. (laughs) With his baseball hat turned backwards. So he's representing God. This right here represents a married couple. So, this over here... I'm sorry, Carlos, you have to be the enemy. Okay, so, all right. I'm going to be the person in the middle. Once I let this rope go, y'all need to start pulling. So we're going to see who's going to win. Are y'all ready? You're too cool right now. You need two hands, brother. You ready? Okay. Are y'all ready? Y'all can't let him win. You're going to mess my demonstration up. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, she came out of her heels, but that's okay. You did good. All right, give them a hand clap. Now, y'all going to stand right over there. Y'all going to stand right over there because I'm going to need y'all again. Go stand right over there. All right, okay. So, Ecclesiastes 4 says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Do you notice that when they were all three, God and the couple, were in agreement, which produced unity, what happened? They were able to overcome the enemy. Do y'all see how fast that happened? And God has designed it for the husband and the wife to stay in unity with each other and with him. But it, what ends up happening sometimes is that you will lose the fight Once you get out of agreement with your spouse and you would definitely lose the fight if you get out of agreement with God. Say amen to that. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14 says this. Now, thanks be unto God who always say always. He always causes us to triumph or to win in Christ Jesus. In other words, let me read it in the easy to read version. It says this. But thanks be to God who always leads us to victory through Christ Jesus. So as couples, it behooves you to stay in agreement with each other. Why? Because as we stay in agreement with each other and we stay in agreement with God, God will always cause us to triumph. Say amen to that. 
Doing things God's way will always lead you down the road of victory. Everybody say communication plus agreement equals unity. And this is why married couples should communicate, watch this, so that agreement can take place and they stay in unity. Because when you stay in unity, I'm going to show you that something powerful happened. Let's go back to Psalm 133. Listen to this now. This is what happens when you, when you as a couple stay in agreement. It says in Psalm 133 verse 1, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony or unity, listen to what it says, is precious as the anointing oil. I want you to notice what he's describing unity or harmony as. He's comparing it to anointing oil. For the harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard and to the border of his robe. Harmony or unity, watch this, is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there, there where? There where harmony is, there where unity is, there where the mountain of Zion is, there the Lord has pronounced his blessing. So there's a blessing that comes when you stay unified. But you can't stay unified and you, until you're talking. Amen. There's a blessing that comes. And watch this. Here's the thing. You can't stay in, a, in unity until you're communicating, which helps you get in agreement. Because, see, there are going to be things that come up that you have to talk about. And the only way to maintain unity, you have to agree with whatever decisions are being made. And see, there's something that's powerful about agreement. If you as a couple can just stay in agreement, do you know that the impossible becomes possible? See, I'm talking to someone watching right now, and you've started the home buying process. If you and your wife will just stay in agreement with each other, God will make the impossible possible. Matthew 18, 19 says this. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. So I need my tug of war team to come on back out here. Because listen, the war will always be won if the husband and the wife stay in unity with each other and with God's ways. But see, let me tell you what happens. An issue comes up. Issue. Have y'all ever had an issue? Yes, you don't have to say nothing. I knew it. Yeah. Uh, issues come up. And so issues, what happens? The only way that the enemy can divide you as a couple is when he comes to you and talks to you. That's what he did to Eve. So he can talk to anybody. So he talks to the husband and says, she don't love you no more. Because if she did, she wouldn't eat in your car. Because you've asked her not to do that several, that's three words, times. So she has done it so many times. So instead of him communicating with it, he gets in his feelings like Drake. So now he, the devil, I'm going to be the devil too, right? No, no, you're going to be the devil. Come on. 
Come on, devil. I need you to, to, now keep the rope, keep the rope. I want you to whisper in his ear and say, she don't love you or she will keep your car clean. Okay, so you know what? Now you're going to start believing him. So you go on this side with him. Now, we have division. Y'all see that? So now, come on now, we going to pull, you want to take the shoes off, baby? You good, okay, all right. Okay, so let me, let me, let's, let's do this real quick again. So who y'all think going to win this war night right now? Come on, y'all vote real quick. If you're online, vote. The left or the right? The left. Because they look like they really enjoy burgers. Here we go. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready? Go. Okay. Okay. So listen. Listen. Okay, good. Good, good. Stay right there. Good. Stay right there. Now, you say, well, how did she lose with God? She didn't lose with God. He did. Because if God is for the person who stays with him, who can be against them? So this is why sometimes it looks like you might be losing, woman of God, but you're not losing. Because your submission to God is more important than getting in agreement with foolishness. Elder Eden, Elder Eden. Okay, so what has to happen is you cannot get in agreement with the enemy, regardless of what he says. So now, watch this now. Y'all have to have a y'all have to talk. So you go to her and say, "Baby, I'm, I'm saying it for him. Baby, you don't love me because you don't keep my car clean." And she gonna say something like. Baby, I love you. I love everything about you. I'm sorry about your car, but really it was the kids. I didn't eat in the car because you don't like that. It was the kids that ate in the car. Why didn't you just say something? Everybody say communication. And that's what happens. Division happens when you don't talk. Give my crew a big hand clap. Y'all are so good. Thank y'all so much. Y'all can go have a seat. Remember, our dictionary defined unity as the state of being one, oneness of mind and feelings, and it also means absent from diversity. And this is why unity a lot of times is not actually achieved most of the time because whatever needs to be discussed so that unity can happen Non-related issues and feelings and situations or diversion takes place. So you never really resolve the issue to get back in agreement, to get back in unity because you get, listen, diversion of different issues come up. And most of the time when issues reoccur, y'all know what reoccur means, right? When issues reoccur, it's because they were never properly resolved. Amen. So... The enemy tries to separate us from each other and separate us from being in agreement with God's word. And this is what happened to Adam and Eve. So now here's what we're going to do. Because, see, the enemy knows that if he can just separate you by not talking. See, this is why not talking is not good. Amen. 
It's okay to have, uh, it's okay to have a quiet man, but it's not okay to be a silent man. Did you get that? See, Adam that day became, he wasn't no quiet, he wasn't no silent man because he named all the animals. You know how much talking it takes to name all the animals? But for whatever reason, that particular situation, Adam decided to be silent and listen, silence got them in trouble. Uh, The New Living Translation of Luke chapter 11 verse 17, I'm almost finished, says, Jesus knew their thoughts and he said, any kingdom, any relationship that's divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. The King James Version says, any kingdom filled with civil war is doomed. So is, so is a home filled with argument and strife. So the only way to get an agreement so that unity can be maintained is to have proper communication. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you today how to enhance your communication. Even if you communicate well, I'm going to give you some tips here on how to do that. So here's some keys to better communicating. Here's key number one. You must decide that you're going to communicate. You just got to make a decision that you're going to communicate. If something bothers you, if there's a big decision that has to be made, if you feel like you need to talk about something that happened, if something came up with the kids, if something related to your job, whatever, you need to talk about it and you need to talk about it before a decision is made. There is nothing like coming home to your spouse and they done quit. They, I'm talking to somebody right now. You know, you thinking about it. Don't do it. Don't you do it. You just quit your job and your spouse didn't know it till you showed up at home. Oh, can you imagine that? The, some of the income that it takes to run the house has just went to zero because you got upset at work. You didn't call your spouse so they could calm you down. You just flip your boss off and you come home and your husband or your wife is like, hey honey, how's it go today? I quit my job. What? I mean, could we have at least talked about it? So you got to decide that you're going to communicate even if it's uncomfortable. If you're not, if you feel in some type of way, you need to talk about it. Here is why you must decide to communicate. Because unspoken feelings or expectations become the default to no communication. See, if you don't communicate, there's going to, a default's going to happen. These unspoken expectations are going to develop. So number one, you got to decide to communicate. Here's number two, you have to plan the day and the time to sit down and talk. Some decisions need to be sat down. You can't do it on the run. Why is it so quiet? See, this helps both people when you decide when and you decide where and what time and all that. It helps both people get their minds and thoughts together when they know that there's going to be a planned discussion. So now... I've already thought through some things and, and, and know how to communicate. And see, and listen, you have to treat this time like you would any other important appointment in your life. 
if you're going to be late, call them and say, hey, honey, I know we said we would talk at 5. I'm running a little late. I'll be there around 5.15. Okay? You would do that for your doctor's appointment, wouldn't you? Okay? You got to take it that seriously. Let them know. Because if not, the talk is not going to go well, especially if the person who's on time is always on time and you're always late. They're going to be mad before you even show up. So just call. That's just courtesy. Here's number three. You're going to state the person who wants to, who's initiating the talk needs to now, watch this, state what needs to be discussed without going in tremendous de- detail. Just tell them. I, w- I want to talk about uh, Johnny's grades and some things we need to do to, to help him better. Whatever the thing is. Need to, because if not, now the person who needs to talk, they don't know what you want to talk about. So you need to be specific and just let them know without going into great detail. Here's number four. Listen without thinking about what you want to say. Now just look at your spouse and say, he ain't talking to me. Now look at him again and say, but he talking to you though. Listen without thinking about what you want to say. And and let me just kind of hint this. This is not all the time, but typically men, we're listening for facts in the bottom line. We're just like, you know, we don't even want to give them time to talk. Like, what, what, what's, what's the bottom line? Okay, but you can't do that, man. And women tend to communicate about how something's making them feel or how it makes them feel. So whoever the listening is, now here, here, here comes the other end. Whoever is the listener, shut up and don't interrupt. Everybody say shut up and don't interrupt. Okay, all right, all right, all right. And then when it's time for you to talk, before that, before now the listener starts talking, check in before jumping in. Check in before you say, well, what do you mean, Pastor? Ask the person, have they completed their train of thought and are they finished with what they wanted to say? Ask them that. Are you finished, honey? Is there anything else you want me to know? Okay, because that way, when they want to jump in and interrupt, they can't do it because you didn't already ask them, is that everything you want to say? Amen. Now, this is important. Because, see, as the listener, there's something that you're going to have to do next. And if you have been thinking about what you want to say, you're going to flunk the next step, which is this. The listener should mirror what the other person said. So now if they said something, you want to let them finish. And then when they finish, you say, hey, is there anything else you want me to know? Is there anything else you want to say? And they say no. Then now it is your turn to mirror what they said so that they can hear you say what you heard them say, and if you did not get it right, they can turn around and say, but no, that's not what I was saying. Are you all with me? Because if what you heard is not what they said, then the person who communicated, they need to repeat it. And this should be done over and over until you mirror properly. And if if they're having to say it three and four and five different times in different ways, you ain't listening. Amen. Make sure you state what the facts are if you're the listener. And make sure if you are a male, preferably, make sure you communicate 
what you heard, how that made her feel. Y'all with me? I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Y'all already know my life right now. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what number am I on? Letter G. Make sure your tone and your attitude stays in check. Because it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. So you have to make sure that it's right. And if one of these attitudes or your tone is bothering the other person or getting in the way of communicating, then that person needs to say it. Say, honey, you know, can you bring your tone down? And then if, if they have a, a habit of their face being all messed up when they're talking, if their tone is okay, bypass the look. Just bypass the look. Here's next. Look for the resolve or a compromise to agree to. Look for it. Don't look on what you can do to stay out of agreement. Look what you need to do to get into agreement, okay? She needs a new car, the car she wants. The car note is 500. You want it to be at 450. Figure out how to resolve that. She said, I'm right, so I must be right. If discussing the manner gets too difficult, I'm almost finished. If discussing the manner gets too difficult, take a break before things get broken. Not just plates, but feelings. Okay? And then you need to specify a time when y'all can come back and finish it. Don't just say, I'm done. Okay? Well, you need to be able to come back. So just say, hey, come back in 30 minutes, come back in an hour, come back in a day. But that needs to be agreed on. So listen, if the issue is too difficult to resolve through multiple tries, then you need to get a spiritual referee. A spiritual referee is a couple, and here's some rules of the spiritual referee. Here's number rule number one. You must have identified and agreed of who this spiritual referee is. It needs to be a couple. It can't be your girlfriend. It can't be your homeboy. It needs to be a couple, and this couple needs to be your spiritual referee, and this couple needs to know ahead of time that they're your spiritual referee. So now watch this. Now, when y'all have an issue and you can't resolve it, listen, you both agree, let's call the spiritual referee. When you call the spiritual referee, this couple must be spiritually and maritally ahead of you. Okay? You must have some kind of respect for their relationship. Here's number three. You must have, uh, uh, number four, the spiritual referees must know, understand, and have accepted that role that they play in your life. And then after that, each person, when the spiritual referee is on the phone, tell their side of the story. Well, he gave me an ultimatum, said, the car note ain't, 500, uh, ain't 450, we ain't getting no car. And then he gets on the phone and says, no, I didn't say that. I just said I don't want it to be 500. Can we get somewhere in the middle? But when you tell this story to your spiritual referee, here's the thing. The referee can ask whatever questions they need to. And when the referee is done, here's the rule. The referee is always right. So if the referee says you are wrong, I don't care if you think you're right. You're wrong. And if the issue involves some accountability, 
Let's say, for instance, the, the issue involves something that, you know, uh, you answering your phone. And you, you did, you started good, and then you got off. And, and now it, it, you, your phone ain't even charged no more. It go right in the voicemail. You need to say up front, you do say, okay, if this happens and I get slack, just say to me, honey, don't forget about your phone. So that person is telling you what you need to do to help them be accountable. See, that's maturity right there, right? So let's summarize this because, see, some of you all right now, you're going to have to make some major decisions here in the future. Some of you all may be in the middle of some decisions right now. Some of you all may be stonewalling, ain't even talking to each other. Amen. I, I can tell you one of them. Like there's a guy, I'm going to look straight in the camera on this one so no one can think that I know anything. But there's a guy who wants more sex than what he's getting. But every time he's tried, to him he gets the same answer or he gets shunned. So he's just shut down. So he's frustrated and she's gone on her way. Because she's, she's happy with once a month. I'm looking right at the camera. <laughs> there needs to be a compromise. You, listen, you cannot stay in your position and get in agreement unless the other person is willing to come all the way to your position and agree with where you are. The, the only reason there is discussion taking place is because you're not on the same page. So, woman of God, you're going to have to move for more than just once a month. Let us bow our heads. So how do we apply this? You got to commit to being a hearer of the word and not, and not just a doer of the word and not just a hearer. You must listen or watch this lesson one or more times so you can get the message in your heart. You need to check your heart for your attitude to be able to communicate. And then you must understand that regardless of what happens in your life and in your relationship, you are committed to talking it out. And I've had to be spiritual referees and I've had to have spiritual referees and you know what it takes to have a spiritual referee? Humility. And I believe some of you in this room are like, you know, you got that old school mentality. Ain't nobody going to be in my business. Well, if you want to stay married happily and not be roommates and sleep in different beds like Ricky Ricardo and... Come on, y'all know about that? Huh? That's not abundant life. So with every head, every, every head bowed. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word. It was the lack of communication and no communication between Adam and Eve that brought division into their relationship. I pray today in the mighty name of Jesus that every couple under the sound of my voice will allow this to be something that heeds, that they heed to, that they will know, Father, that a better relationship is possible. I pray in Jesus' name that offenses and issues 
will not be the thing that comes out of someone bringing up an issue. But they will look on the inside of their heart and say, do I love this person enough to make an adjustment to make our relationship better? Father, that takes humility. So I pray for every couple to humble themselves in the sight of the Lord. And your word says, and you will lift us up. I thank you for supernatural wisdom dropping into each relationship. I thank you for synergy and focus and unity coming out, Father, of this this message. But most of all, I, I pray that the couples that are watching and are listening will make a decision today to communicate, get in agreement, and stay in unity. So the blessings of the Lord that make them rich and add no sorrow will flow in their relationship. And truly their relationship will bring glory to you as others see it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. With every head still bowed, maybe you're watching me. My question to you is if you die today, are you?